the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. This is Chuck Olmstead, host of Heart of the City, and I have a special guest with me today. His name is Mark Costa. He is business development manager for the Pacific Northwest for Princess Cruises. Mark, welcome to Heart of the City. Thank you, Chuck. I appreciate the invitation to speak with you this morning. Well, you and I have known each other for quite a while, <laughs> and uh, I uh, I know that Heart of the City, most listeners expect a story about uh, their uh, person's walk in faith, but I wanted to go in a different direction today and talk about uh, your business, because uh, your business, meaning the cruise business, and specifically Princess Cruises, has been in the news a lot lately and uh, want to talk about that for this program today. Mark, first of all, uh, you are the business development manager. What does that mean and what do you do for Princess Cruises? So I have the pleasure of serving Chuck as the key business development executive throughout the Pacific Northwest. Uh, My territory includes the states of Oregon, Washington, Montana, Alaska, Uh, Wyoming, and uh, northern Idaho. And primarily my function is to interact with our travel agency partners, uh, as well as uh, corporations and incentive companies that are interested in buying large group blocks of Princess Cruise Line beds uh, and, uh, you know, visiting the multitude of destinations that we travel to. Now, Mark, uh, you've been at this business a long time. How many years have you been in the cruise industry? You know, I have been in the hospitality tourism industry my entire career. And, I, you know, I, it's more years than I probably care to admit, but it's somewhere between 25 and 30. Wow. So you've had a lot of experiences, probably none quite like this, what uh, what we're all going through right now, have you? Uh, this no, is kind of this I is kind of brand any of us. <laughs> yeah, this have is kind of experienced anything quite like this before. Uh, it's brand new. Well, uh, tell me about Princess Cruises. I know most people have seen the advertisements on TV. Some probably that are listening right now have done a cruise on Princess Cruises. But uh, how big is the company? How many ships do you have worldwide? You know, Princess Cruise Line is a fifty-year-old premium brand company that offers 18 ships uh, that sail all seven continents uh, year-round. We uh, have home port vessels that sail in and out of Seattle. We're the largest cruise line serving the west coast of the United States. But the most interesting number, under normal circumstances, we serve 50,000 guests a day across all 18 ships. Amazing in the fact that we have new, aside from these 18 ships, we have new builds under construction. The uh, Enchanted Princess will be christened uh, later in the year. And then in 2021, we also have a new ship being christened 
that will end up ultimately spending uh, its time exclusively here on the west coast of the U.S. So, you know, we're, we're very excited about the growth of the industry. We're very excited about our longstanding reputation in the tourism business. But the most interesting statistic is that 50,000 guests a day, coupled with the fact that our new ships actually are built at about a budget of $1.2 billion each. Wow, huge Huge investment. Well, you know, our offices and studios used to be uh, uh, over on um, Blanchard, uh, uh, Blanchard and um, Fifth Avenue, and mm-hmm. uh, I used to be able to look out the window and and see the ships out in Elliott Bay, and it was always amazing to me because I'd watch the ferry take out of the take off to go over to <laughs> either Bainbridge, and I'd I'd think about well, that's a pretty decent size. Uh, you know, vessel, and then I'd see a cargo ship next to, you know, nearby the ferry, and I'm thinking, man, that cargo ship is is pretty big compared to the ferry. And then <laughs> I see a cruise ship, a passenger cruise ship next to the cargo, and I'm like, my soul, that is a massive, <laughs> massive ship. And uh, and I just think, how many people are on board a ship like that, uh, typically? And how, how big are those uh, Princess uh, ships? So if you think about our newest ship in the fleet, the Sky Princess, which was introduced last uh, fall here in the U.S., the Sky Princess uh, has a capacity uh, of about 3,600 guests. Uh, the ship is about 144,000 tons and uh, offers 1,400 or more balconies, of course has a theater and uh, production shows, a spa area, a casino, multiple bars and lounges, an internet cafe and library, an art gallery, uh, a variety of different shops on board. It really is a small little floating city. Now, on top of the 3,600 passengers that the ship accommodates. Remember, we have about 1,500 crew that are also on board the ship, making sure that our guest experience is second to none. So you're talking about 5,000, over 5,000 people on a full on a full cruise. Yeah, and you know, the interesting thing, Chuck, is Princess, because we are a premium brand, it's really, we're really considered a mid-sized cruise ship line. When you think of so many other companies that have really monstrous size ships that can accommodate as many as five, six, and in some cases 7,000 guests, and then crew on top of that, Princess really delivers a premium product. And again, our ships tend to be a little bit smaller. Yeah, well... You know, one of the main reasons, Mark, why I have you on today is, uh, you know, Princess Cruises and many of the cruise lines are in the news uh, almost daily with uh, uh, discussions from the news media, and especially uh, with the um, with the coronavirus happening, the Diamond Princess uh, uh, cruise ship that was, uh, where was it? Was it in Asia? Uh, where exactly was yeah. that originate? And, and tell me about that that uh, cruise and what happened. So a really unfortunate turn of events. This, of course, you know, let's rewind now several weeks, several months, actually, to when coronavirus was just becoming 
of storing, and it was really isolated to Asia. We operate a variety of voyages throughout the Asian market. Uh, we had a guest actually walk onto the ship, uh, and unbeknownst to himself, he had coronavirus. He was asymptomatic, didn't know that he was sick, came onto the vessel, and unfortunately, as we know now, the virus spreads very quickly and very easily. He spread the virus to other guests and to some crew. And before we knew it, we had a real situation on our hands. Uh, he disembarked, uh, wasn't clear, and didn't understand what exactly his ailment was. He wasn't sure if he had the flu or some other situation. And he disembarked in a port call and walked into a clinic and was diagnosed with coronavirus. That's when the situation began for Princess Cruise Line. We were notified uh, that the guest had been sick, and, of course, you've seen news stories. Uh, we put our guests in quarantine, and we parked them uh, in the Bay of Yokohama thanks to the unbelievable support of the Japanese Health Ministry. We worked feverishly to keep our guests and our crew as healthy as we could. And then ultimately, um, most guests were flown back to their home country, and our crew ultimately was returned to their home country in both situations requiring an additional two-week quarantine once they hit the soil of their residency. Yeah. Well, Mark, so then what happens? I mean, now that a virus is on board and recognized on board, uh, what do, what happens to the ship after everyone has uh, disembarked? What do they do to it? Yeah, this is really an interesting sidebar. So Princess, absolutely, um, our executive team has endeavored to do the right thing and take the high road at every step of the turn in this crisis. And to their credit, they worked with the Japanese Health Ministry, the CDC, the World Health Organization, and the decision was made to take every soft surface off of the vessel. So think about soft surfaces on a ship. Let's define that. Soft surface is a chair cushion, curtains, carpeting, mattresses, uh, towels, virtually anything that is cloth. And all of those materials were incinerated. Once the ship was effectively stripped of all of the soft surfaces, then we had professional companies come onto the vessel in the Bay of Yokohama and completely sanitize and sterilize the ship and return it to a completely healthy environment. I got to tell you, I don't know what the price tag is to repair and replace all of those soft surfaces and sanitize, but you have to know it was a significant amount of money. But again, you know what? There is nothing more important than the health and the safety of our guests and our crew. Yeah. Well, after you and I had had an initial conversation about that, I know what we did here for our company and our studios uh, uh, we're we're taping this uh, program, but uh, the uh, the day before uh, yesterday, here in our studios and offices, uh, we went through. Well, we didn't strip all the soft surfaces out, but went through a complete sanitation of carpets, of 
of hard surfaces, of studios, of offices, and all that sort of thing, just to be as proactive as possible uh, to uh, to make sure that uh, our employees are safe when they come back to work. Most employees are are working from home, but it's a great example, and I think Princess Cruises is uh, setting the standard as far as what what they need to do. Obviously, you want to make sure your customers and the passengers are uh, as safe as possible. Uh, you know, going forward. How about the the staff and the? You had mentioned to me off uh, off air that um, how Princess has been uh, working with. Uh, the employees. Can you talk about that a little bit as far as their commitment to the employees? Sure, I'd be happy to. You know, uh, I mentioned a moment ago that our executive team have just at every turn taken the high road and done what was morally proper and correct. And it's so refreshing to work for a large company that really puts people first Uh, And that's exactly the case uh, with those crew that have been impacted, not only on the Diamond Princess, but on other vessels as well. They've really done everything possible to repatriate those employees back into their home country and take care of them financially through this process. So in the case of the Diamond Princess crew, as an example, The crew, ultimately, after they were permitted the opportunity to fly home and it was determined that they were healthy, they were flown to their home country, uh, again at Princess Expense. They were quarantined in their home country, in some cases at Princess Expense. And then beyond that, they were given a two-month vacation with full salary and gratuities so that they could repatriate into their home country and spend time with their loved ones and their families. And again, my gosh, that's just so refreshing in a world that really oftentimes looks to the bottom line above and beyond interacting with people. Princess Carnival Corporation has taken the opposite step and really put people first. And it's true that they value their employees, and this is evidence that that value is Absolutely sincere. Well, we're speaking with Mark Costa. He is the business development manager for the Pacific Northwest for Princess Cruises. And uh, Mark, uh, talk to me about uh, Seattle specifically. I know cruise season is uh, getting ready to ramp up, or hopefully getting ready to ramp up uh, to go to Alaska. And what are the unique challenges that uh, Princess and other cruise lines are going to be facing here in the Seattle area? Yeah, you know, the there are multiple issues here that I'd like to touch on, Chuck. First and foremost, you have to know that uh, about two weeks ago, Princess voluntarily and temporarily ceased all maritime operations to ensure that we did not sail during the COVID-19 outbreak globally to ensure, once again, that our crews were protected and that our passengers were protected. So for the last couple of weeks, our entire fleet has been parked. The ships will remain parked globally until May the 10th, and we hope to resume operations uh, on May 11th. Now, in concert with that temporary pause, We've also found ourselves in a unique situation where 
the uh, government in Canada has ceased all ocean-going vessels and closed all ports uh, to ships that accommodate more than 500 people through July 1st. So suddenly we have found ourselves on the doorstep of the Alaska season and unable to travel to Alaska because of the Vancouver closure. Uh, About a week ago, the port of Seattle also indicated that they were going to close our port to cruise ships on an indefinite basis. Now, I can't define indefinite. I would certainly hope that it's going to be more in keeping with what the Canadian government is doing. But at the end of the day, uh, we would normally start seeing cruise ships in our waters here in Seattle just about now, and we won't have that opportunity, I'm guessing, completely speculating, probably through the first part of July. The impact to the local economy as a result of this is significant. Uh, Each cruise ship that parks in Seattle that's either here on a port call or is here to disembark and debark, yes, is worth about $4 million to our local economy. You know, think of restaurants and sightseeing companies and hoteliers and and gift shops. They all benefit in a very significant way from every ship that pulls into Seattle. And of course, we we won't enjoy that for the first six weeks of the season and, you know, frankly, perhaps even longer. Wow. Well, that's huge. And I I also think about, I have a, a friend of mine who is a uh, a pastor now, but he worked up in uh, uh, Skagit, uh, Alaska, for years and uh, helped to um, when the cruise ships came in. And he would talk about the, you know, he's speaking about the the impact economically on those on those ports that are in Alaska and how dependent they are on it. So that's going to be a huge hit to these towns in Alaska as well, won't it? Well, absolutely. The Alaskan state economy is primarily tourism-based, as you know. Uh, There's a lot of oil production that occurs in Alaska, but at the end of the day, the summer tourist season is extremely important to their local economy. So no doubt they're going to take a hit. Uh, The city of Seattle and the surrounding area, no doubt, will take a hit, as well as the entire country of Canada. Because, again, you know, the Canadian government is – doing all they can to ensure that their citizens remain safe as well. And there are many, many cruise ships that use Canada Place, the port in Vancouver, as an embarkation and debarkation location. And so no doubt it's it's going to have a financial impact that's very, very deep and is going to take us a while probably to re- rebound from it, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, we've been speaking specifically of the travel um, industry, especially the cruise industry, but how about the rest of the hospitality industry? I'm sure you've uh, spoken to some of your peers in other uh, industries uh, related to hospitality. What has been the impact of the the COVID uh, virus been on them? You know, as I chat with Uh, friends and colleagues and others that I I know very well, not only here in Seattle, but throughout the country that specifically are hoteliers or sightseeing company owners, restaurateurs, etc. 
it has been and will continue to be a huge impact to their daily lives. Uh, and beyond that, the financial implications, as you can imagine, and as we all know, will definitely be very deep. We're in a situation now as a, as a hospitality tourism executive, you know, Princess has done everything we can to accommodate our guests and accommodate our crew. But if I'm a restaurateur and I'm down on First Street in Seattle and I'm looking forward to cruise ships coming into our city throughout the season to eat and drink in my establishment, and that establishment is now closed and, frankly, going to be closed for at least the next month from what I understand, you can only imagine the implications that that's going to cause. I saw in the news last night, local restaurant chain Anthony's was being highlighted the CEO for Anthony's uh, is now, as a way to meet his obligations, taking much of his product and selling it out of their warehouse to the public just to move the product to ensure that, A, it doesn't spoil, and B, so that they can create some level of cash reserve. And you think about Anthony's is a big company. I sure, I sure pity the poor mom-and-pop restaurateur or hotelier or small business owner that finds himself in a position where there's just no business. So very, very painful for all of us. Well, Mark, in the last four minutes that we have to be able to chat together, let's talk about the future. Uh, You were giving dates here a month, two months, uh, mid-July, that sort of thing. I'm sure there are people listening that are thinking about, uh, you know, later on in the summer, in the fall, if they want to go on a cruise, uh, how is Princess Cruise and Cruises uh, handling uh, those that want to go on a cruise? And what happens financially? Do you have to make a, a complete commitment or what's the transaction that takes place if I'm still interested in cruising? So I got to tell you, we are absolutely open for business. Uh, this is a temporary issue. It's a painful issue to be sure, but it's one that we will all rebound from. And Hopefully, will quickly as quickly as it came, it will quickly dissipate. But going forward, I can tell you that our 2021 season is looking very, very strong. Uh, we have a very loyal clientele, and uh, we are confident that our guests will return to the Princess brand. We've introduced a new promotion called Princess Plus, which is a tremendous value, and through Princess Plus. Guests that sail with us uh, are given a complimentary premium bar package. Uh, They get unlimited complimentary Wi-Fi, as well as prepaid gratuities. So it's a very, very strong value. Uh, Generally, if you were to buy all of those elements individually, it would run you about $100 per person per day. So for a for two people, you think about it, it's generally about a $1,400 savings, and that promotion absolutely is in place, and we look forward to having our guests come back on board and enjoy it. Beyond that, we've created a new program called Cruise with Confidence that allows you to cancel up to 48 hours for any reason prior to your cruise, and you receive a future cruise credit for the entire amount 
of the cruise vacation. So theoretically, yeah, that that's amazing. So I mean, thinking about that practically. So if you were thinking right now, okay, I, I'd like to go to Alaska or or any other destination, and you say, well, I'm going to pick uh, you know August seventeenth cruise or whatever, that mm-hmm. I can change that, and there's not a a um, a penalty for that. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly correct. You have the ability to cancel your cruise up to 48 hours prior to departure, and the amount that you paid for the cruise will then be refunded to you in the form of a future cruise credit, so you can just change the date, take all the value of your future cruise credit, and apply it to your new booking. Well, Mark, this has been really informative, and I wanted to take this time on Heart of the City uh, just to emphasize this particular industry, and, and in coming days I, I may do, be doing more of this uh, with other businesses in the Seattle area because I think it's important for our community to support uh, these vital businesses in the, in the Puget Sound area. If you want to get more information about what Mark and I spoke about, you can go to princess.com. Or you can call your local travel agent, and I'm sure they'll be able to give you information as well. Uh, Today we've been speaking with Mark Costa, Business Development Manager for the Pacific Northwest for Princess Cruises. Mark, I want to thank you for joining me today on Heart of the City. Chuck, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Blessings to you and your family. Thank you. You've been listening to this 820 AM, the word special, Heart of the City. 